You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to discuss questions or topics that maybe you'll hear explained in a sermon, but maybe you won't. But they explore the interaction between our faith in Jesus and our everyday lives. In this episode, we're going to discuss the question, should Christians cuss? It's a really interesting discussion. You might even get to hear a CCC pastor cuss on the air, and you might even get to hear that person get fired for it. So welcome in to Church Unplugged. All right. Hey, welcome into Church Unplugged. It's great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to listen. Our question today is, can Christians cuss or should Christians cuss? And so I've got with me Zach Wyrock. He's the director of Orchard NEO, which is a church planning organization from CCC. Hi. I also have Joe Coffey. He leads our church. He's our lead pastor. You may or may not be familiar with him, but you will be soon. Hey, good to be here. And then Todd Ionetta, he's a part of our leadership team and uh, does a whole bunch of things at CCC, um, including marriage ministry, family ministry, and just a lot of things that keep us going as a church. Hey, everyone. And I'm Jimmy Cozy. I'm the student ministry pastor and also a part of our leadership team. So let's get into it. Can Christians cuss? So I went on Google and uh, because one of the things I remember growing up is that um, I was in a relatively traditional church where, uh, you know, you just had to have the right cuss word alternatives, which is kind of funny to me. So I just looked up some of these Christian cuss word alternatives like um, William Shatner. I don't know how you would like say that as a swear word. That was but... the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. William Shatner. Uh, like, like last week I was playing basketball and somebody rolled into my knee and I felt a little pop. And so I tried to say William Shatner, but I, you know, there are just situations where different words come out. So, but it would be like William Shatner, or uh, they've got on here, go lick a duck, like that. <laughs> that one will, uh, I don't know what that's supposed to replace, but we can, can imagine. You can use your imagination to figure that out. Son of a motherless goat, that's a good one. Um, mother trucker. Mother Smucker, lots of varieties on mother and word, words that rhyme with uh, the F word. You can just switch the letters to like. Yeah, that's a little close, though. I think, you know. Oh, oh we found your um, line, Jimmy. We, we found your line, your moral line. <laughs> yeah, that's. Mother a, Smucker is well, fine, but. No, that's not my moral flipping, line. <laughs> I'll tell letters. you about my moral line later, but I think, you know, if we're going to try not to cuss, then saying, you know, yuck foo is. I just feel like at that point, you might as well say the whole thing because everybody knows what you're. Everybody knows what you're saying. When, you when a song is blanked out on the radio, it's like, why do you even blank it out? Just put the word in because you know exactly what what they're saying. But, um, but One of the things uh, I realized about euphemisms like that was when I was in Bolivia uh, as a basketball-playing missionary that uh, I remember distinctly in a, one of our pickup games that I was getting really mad. And so I was saying my normal euphemisms, were, were, which weren't William Shatner. William Shatner. Like You're dropping that. a few William Shatners. No. This, is, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. stinks. That, actually, I was saying stuff like dang it, which is a much more, right? But I remember looking at their faces of their, my Spanish-speaking teammates that didn't speak a word of English. And they knew what I was – they knew what I meant, right? So I was thinking, huh, that's weird. It was the first time it struck me that uh, – I, I actually need to be thinking about what I'm trying to say, not what I'm saying. So here, here's the question is, why do people swear? 
what what is it about cussing? What are people trying to accomplish with cussing? Yeah, I think when uh, not to get too spiritual about it, but when Jesus says, "Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks," and like that's what I I think is that for me, the question is less about are there certain words you, you can say? Those are so fluid given the culture you're in or the time period you're in or the context, the room that you're in. I think it's more about what's going on in the heart that's right. coming out. And I can think of some situations like the one you just described where that's anger and you could say William Shatner or something right. more colorful, but everyone knows Joe's angry. Right. That, that's why he's speaking. Versus other times where uh, maybe there isn't necessarily a bad place that that it's coming from, right? Uh, the word just fits in whatever context. So I think for me, it's far less about like certain words are taboo and more what's going on in, in the person's heart. That's leading them to say whatever. Yeah, which which makes sense because this is really um, should be a conversation more about about that, right, than about right. the actual words that are spoken. Because there are some people that never cuss that say worse things about people than the people that do cuss. Absolutely. So, so then we're back to okay, what what is the purpose of language? And language is supposed to be about communicating, right? You're communicating something. So. Uh, usually, I think swear words are supposed to add something, um, an emphasis sometimes. Uh, they, they may be able to communicate something that other words could not, maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I do think, though, that sometimes people in my – this is my perspective – that people in religious circles who say, oh, you can't say these things, these are words you can't say – in some ways have to be careful that they're not just covering for their heart. So rather than actually have have you get to know me and know what's going on in my heart, that would be scary. So instead, let's come up with this list of words I can't say, and I just won't say those words, and then we'll all assume I'm a nice, decent, civilized person <laughs> because that's easier right. at, at, at that level. Because I remember watching a movie once that was the, – the setting was inner city context and at a high school, and kids in the school were swearing. And Someone sitting next to me said, pause the movie. I paused it, and they said, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's, the language is awful. And I thought, well, you know, I, I really think they're trying to accurately depict this 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 right. setting, right? right. Like, this is probably, you know, the kids are walking down the hall saying, golly gee whiz, gosh darn it. I think maybe we'd all feel like this is a bad movie. They're not, yeah. you know, but I think for them it was like, no, 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 this is breaking a rule. And it was just easy to stay at that level right. versus having to get down into the heart. Yeah, too. we have somebody on our student ministry staff who is from – the UK. And so uh, I wasn't there when this happened, but Todd was. And when she first got here, they were at a retreat and she was leading a session and she just casually said the word bitch. Like she talked about girls bitching. Yeah. And which you, you and, now have increased the rating of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Get your yeah. kids out of the yeah. room. Parental okay. advisory. Jimmy's speaking. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Jimmy's talking. <laughs> the kids are like, don't worry. We don't say the Please word bitch continue, at Jimmy. every week. Just some weeks when Louise is on stage. But uh, she just didn't know. She right. that, because in right. the UK that word doesn't carry the right. same emphasis. Whereas if you know if I if I went over to the UK and said bloody, right, yeah, right. that would be one of the most offensive things that I could say. Whereas here we might joke about it and yeah. just you know the word bloody just doesn't doesn't register with us. And so it just kind of speaks to what you were saying about Zach about. Um, the context and yeah. the meaning behind it rather than, you know, drawing a hard line of we have here, you know, the seven words you can't say on TV and these are the words you can't say as a Christian. As long as you don't say those words, you can say whatever else you want to say and you're just fine. I don't know if that's how it works. I think we probably ought to uh, differentiate between 
cussing and let's say using the Lord's name in vain. You know, there's something about uh, the word profane means to take what, that which is holy and make it common, right? Which is the thing that is pretty clear in the Bible that we're not to do. But the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about uh, what we are talking about, about using different words in a particular culture that are uh, thought of as being uh, ugly words, so unwholesome words. They, you know, of course, you have that verse, that no yeah. unwholesome speech. Yeah. But again, I think that's uh, more about the room. I, I think that if right. I am back in Indiana visiting guys that I played football with and we're hanging out, like there is almost nothing that I would say that would shock any of them or upset right. any of them. You know, maybe to their shame. There's there's nothing I could say that they'd be like, oh, that's offensive. But I think if I'm in the grocery store and you know somebody cuts me off with their cart and I let a word slip, like that, I have no control over the way that's being perceived, the impact that's having. And so, even unwholesome, I think in some ways is is dependent on who is in the room, what what what's going on, how they're perceiving it, how they're not perceiving it. Uh, and again, it's just messy. I think that's why people like rules because they right. Right. I want to go back up. to something you talked about. So obviously there's a hard line in Scripture about taking the Lord's name in vain. So what do you think about people who say things like gosh or Judas Priest or any other... Well, you, that's a classic. Judas band, Priest. So I, I know. I Great music. Joseph but, and Mary. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, and Ma- Joseph and Mary, I think, we, I think we might be able to take their names in vain. We're Protestants, so... Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're not selling any indulgences here, so I think we're okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that uh, in the tagline of City Church, the church that I plan in Cleveland is make Jesus famous. I, I think uh, I don't want to do anything that would bring him shame, including turning his name into a four-letter word. Uh, but I also think you can take the Lord's name in vain when you pray before a meal, and you just do it begrudgingly, and you make it common in that way. So, you know, if we, we'd have a whole other conversation about, about that. So I, I think that there's a lot of ways we can take the Lord's name in vain, but certainly making the Lord's name up a cuss word, making it a, an expression of anger, an expression of shock, is, I think, doing damage to it, doing violence to it. So if we were having a conversation with somebody who, let's say, they genuinely were seeking a scriptural answer to this question, can I cuss, what kind of passages would you point them to? Where, where in scripture would you send them? I think, uh, I think you'd, you'd go after sending them to places like... Uh, well, in Ephesians, I believe, like, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. But I also think you have to go to the positive uh, aspect of uh, is we're supposed to lift each other, build each other up with our words that one word can can actually set a whole forest on fire, can be destructive. So I think you have to kind of ask, assess everything you say and Ask: Is it building up the the other person, and is it bringing glory to God? Yeah, Jesus said the whole law is this: love God with all that you are, and love right. your neighbor as yourself. So maybe the question, like, can I cuss, is the wrong question versus right. saying, how do I use my words in a way that would glorify God and and be loving to my neighbor? And I don't know that that necessarily means well, then you would never say these words. I, I, but I, I do think asking that question: How can I accomplish positive rather than avoid the negative? Right. And kind of like the motivation behind what you're saying there. You know, if you look in scripture, there actually are sections that would be considered profane language, probably at various points in history. 
um, I even when I was growing up, I remember my brother and I would look at our because we went to a church that emphasized we had King James Bibles lying all around, and so we would laugh at the passages where it said like Balaam's ass was talking to him, yep. and we found right. that. Very Jimmy, hilarious. that's two. I'm like, not going to give you a third. Jimmy, okay. you you continue to throw these out. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, this is a podcast about cussing, so if we don't cuss on it, I feel like we're being. I think you took that the wrong way. This is a podcast about cussing, not a podcast for cussing. I think that's well, you. you. Listen, I don't get many opportunities to cuss at <laughs> yeah. my job. So, so you only do it when you're on microphone. So only oh, nice. do it when Perfect. thousands of people yeah. are going to listen to it. And I can go much worse. Well, let me ask you, you guys, this. Uh, you know, the, the three of you all have small kids. What are you going to teach your kids? Well, to come up with something better than William Shatner, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. teach my son how to cuss. We just put on the Browns games, and I, yeah. I, I let it flow. Whatever comes <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, just, I just be natural. Say, I don't think anybody ever, ever has to be taught to speak cuss. For I think yourself. that comes naturally. I took yeah. my, my son to the Browns game this year. and Oh, that'll, and that'll, that's a teaching experience. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's swearing up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> Todd actually learned some new words at that yeah, game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, but I think, I think you, you have to teach them culturally what these things are what the what these things mean to everyone around you so i think it's it's good to explain why you can't use them because i think that as parents sometimes we just make blanket statements and say hey you can't say that word i know everyone else is saying that word you can't say that word and i think it's important to explain why but then also go back to the positives of like if if you don't and if you don't know what it means also, you, know, you got to be really careful with any word, any word that comes out of your mouth. Yeah, I think that one of the things I want to teach my son, just as a guy who grew up in church, is to be genuine. I, I think that, you know, at my house, uh, we would be, my dad's a, a pastor in a smaller town. And so, you know, we'd watch a movie as a family and the movie would have uh, bad language in it. And, uh, a, you know, someone would come knock on the door and it'd be a church member. And my dad would be like, you got to turn that off, you know, because like, we couldn't let them know we were watching the movie because, you know, and it's just like one of the things that I want to tell my kids is like either something's right or it's not. So be be consistent, be be yourself, believe what you believe and follow it through. And so, I, you know, I, I think as a parent, one of the things I want to do is I think it piggybacks on what Todd is saying is to say to my son, put the burden on him. So my, my oldest, my 10-year-old son is a confessing Christian. So like, I think I want him to explain to me why he why he can say that or can't say that. I want, I want him to walk. I want to be able to have that conversation where I say, well, if you say this, here's what people are going to think. And I want him to say, well, but here's why people are wrong. Or, oh, yeah, that's good. That's true. Uh, I think sometimes parents just wade in and say, don't say that. And like you said, Todd, just leave it at that. I think maybe pushing our kids to do a little thinking, is, is this who you want to be? Is this how you, you want to come across what's going on? Again, I think Jesus, of course, said it best. What's going on in your heart? Yeah, that, I think that that's this the is, key. Yeah, that was This really is coming good. out. You know, what, what, what's the spillover? So. Yeah, I think my encouragement to anyone listening to this would be that if they, if you do, if you're known for using what other people would consider bad language, is to ask that question. Not what are the words you say, but what's going on in your heart when that comes out, and and uh, maybe aim there. Less like wear the rubber band around the wrist and pop it every time you cuss. Less <laughs> of that, and more of just like, do I have an anger problem? You know, because my guess is if you tuned into this to wonder what you could get away with, maybe that's really what you ought to be aiming at. Do I have an anger problem? Do I? Mishandle stress? Do I mishandle anxiety? Those those kinds of questions. So, and, or just get together with Jimmy and yeah, we'll swear like a sailor. We'll swear like a sailor. Now, I, I think um, one of the things we can, we kind of hinted at earlier is that sometimes it's just more fun to cuss than it is. Well, there's not. humor too. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Zach used a lot of things. If 
if I were going to use certain words, I'm not saying I actually do or not, because I won't do it on the air, Maybe. unlike Jimmy. <laughs> but I would tend to use it for humor. Well, I, I, just defend myself. I was describing situations where other people use That's not how I, I remember it. But one, uh, was a, sure. one was a donkey, too. Yeah, and I was, I was reading scripture. So you, you <laughs> yeah. tell me okay. you know, who's right and wrong in that situation. That's a different podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right, Joe. I think humor, I, I mean, I can think of other settings where uh, more colorful language would, would be acceptable, I think. But, uh, so uh, let me give an example. So a few years back, a band named King's Kaleidoscope released a song that was, the, you know, the, the artist wrote the song to kind of express how it feels to struggle with depression and anxiety and some things that were going on in his life. And he used the F word in the song to express the depth of his emotion. And so there was, as you know, anything that happens gets outraged today, but there was, there was kind of a mixed reaction to that. There were those on, on one end of the spectrum who were, who were saying how much they appreciated the honesty and the openness of, of his expression of what he was feeling and experiencing. But then there were the others who were saying, you know, it's kind of like a hard line of your Christian band. You just can't say that word under any circumstances ever. Yeah, no, actually, that to me, that's um, uh, a better use of profanity, I mean, of, of cussing, because he's trying to communicate the depth and the rawness of what he felt. So he's using a word to do that, and it may not be the right word, but it's, it's like when you are trying to, to describe something uh, that uh, no conventional word can describe anymore, that's what cussing was invented for. Right? It was for uh, an adjective that, that you would not use any other place. That's why I think sometimes when people swear, they cuss a lot, they have lost, the, they lose the meaning. Lost the ability to communicate effectively. Right. It's, right. Not, it's not right. working anymore. Yep. Right? They think it is, but it's not. Um, so to me, I think if, if the guy who wrote the song does not use that word very much, and that's a word that he felt like, this is the only thing I can think of that describes how it felt to be in the depth of despair, and then God brought me out, then he's trying to use it in a way that would glorify God. And I think you see some of that in the Psalter, um, where you see the psalmist saying some things that kind of make you cringe when he says it about God, you know, when he'll say things like, God, you know, how long will you forget me? And, you know, are you even out there? And I mean, he says some things where you're like, I don't know if you can say that to God. But the, the point of the Psalter, I think, is that that's not a great place to land with God, but it is part of the human experience that you will find yourself there at times. And I think in some ways the Psalms are, are God sh- saying to us, I want who you really are, right. where you right. really are. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I think my, my encouragement to people would be like, be genuine. If that's where you are, that's where you are. But I do think maybe ask some questions uh, about yourself. But art is an interesting example because art is not the – spontaneous, you, you know, if I'm playing basketball and you said a pick that's really hard and a word comes out, there weren't a lot of filters that, that could have caught that word, right? Uh, but when you're doing art, you, you're, decision. yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, which I think in some ways makes it like more valid and in some ways maybe, you know, less valid depending on your perspective. It really might depend who you are, you know, if you're, if you're listening to that particular song as somebody who has not been to that place and and you hear it, it might yeah. strike you one way, but if you're somebody who has been to that place, yeah. it might, let's say, for example, he had written that song and then he'd used something else that's less impactful there, like William Shatner, <laughs> instead of the right. word that he chose to use. 
would somebody who had genuinely been to that level of despair listening to that, that would hear that and yeah. just say, right. this, is, this well, is not genuine. And on the, on the other hand, with that example, I think we also all have a responsibility as believers to represent Christ. And so you have to be careful what, you have to be careful about even what appears uh, evil. So when, when somebody uses a swear word, um, they could you know, they might use it in the right context, but I know this as a pastor, and you guys may have experienced this before, just happened to me last night in a meeting. Guy swore right in my counseling meeting and said, oh, you know, I'm sorry because I'm in church and I'm in front of a pastor. What he was saying is, I know this is wrong. So you just had, I'm just playing the devil's advocate to to a degree here, because I don't think it's wrong to say that in a song like that, but you have to be careful about what other people think constitutes a Christian, and they may you you could potentially lose your lose yeah. a little bit of the. Oh, there's example. a certain responsibility when you put that in a song where you don't have any control whether uh, an eight year old hears that song yeah. or not, and whether they will take what you said and misuse then that. Yeah, word. but I do. Let me flip it a little bit though, Todd, on that and say, like, I think, I think people do have an innate sense of like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be doing that, you know, kind of a natural law thing. But, but also think on the other side, there's a sense in which people feel like at church, they have to not be themselves. Right. And, and so it's like, if that, that guy, I almost want to say that guy, like, look, if that's a word you'd use, let's forget rightness and wrongness for a minute, right? Be yourself. Let, yeah. let me aim at the real you here for a second. And then like we can get down that road an, another day. But but I think two cautions, if, if for people who listen to this and have more conservative bent, I think I would give two cautions. One is that uh, my concern would be like, we believe in justification by faith alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone. And I worry when Christians begin to have these, you can't do that, that's wrong kind of standards, that there's a little bit of justification in that. Like if you use those kinds of words, you know, you've lost a little bit of God's love. You lose, use those kinds of words. You've lost a little bit of standing, and like that—that's not what we believe, right? Salvation is by grace alone. And so, you know, even if you're if you're a Christian listening to this, you've never said a cuss word. You're a Christian listening to this, and you cuss more than anyone else you know. Uh, God loves you both equally, <laughs> the same in Christ, and and that just to be careful with that. But the other thing is, I worry a little bit too about uh, when we talk about these words are right and these words are wrong. I, I can't help but think there's a little bit of uh, kind of a if we're not careful, a white cultural perspective that's being imposed on, on this is that we create the vocabulary that we're comfortable with, the words that we would say, the words we wouldn't say. And I know that living in Cleveland, like there are neighborhoods where the culture is very different. And, and the, you know, we use the example of, oh, in England, this word doesn't mean that. But, but I think it's simpler than that. I, I think some words mean different things in Hudson than they mean in Akron or in Hudson than they mean in, in Cleveland. And I think my caution would be that we aren't creating, you know, look around this table, <laughs> a bunch of middle-class white guys saying these rules are wrong, these words are right and these words are wrong, whereas maybe some other guys uh, who, were, who, if they were sitting here, different skin t- tones and different backgrounds would say, actually, these words are used all the time in my neighborhood, and they don't mean, I think, what, what you think, or they don't have the stigma that, that they have here. And so, again, that's the problem. When you start to create cultural rules, who gets to set the rules? And if it's white people, we're going to come up with our own set of standards. And if it's different people, and so just be careful with that. I think that's a danger in, in rule setting. The other thing I had were just some guidelines that we could pick apart if we wanted to. Um, the first would be the obvious one of no taking God's name in vain. I think um, that one's pretty clear and unbending in terms of there's a scriptural directive there. Uh, I feel like 
you know, for my personal view on it, I would never, I would, I would avoid using words that are specifically derogatory toward a person's appearance, race, or gender. Yeah, I think anything that's derogatory, I think, violates that second command of love, love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. And then I think we already kind of spoke to this, but I would most likely avoid swearing or using words that are traditionally thought of as swear words around people who don't know Jesus or in a situation, I mean, I guess I'm representing Jesus at all times, but, uh, you know, for example, uh, if I'm at Hudson Middle School coaching a basketball game, I'm not going to be, you know, yelling swear words, even if, even if somehow in my mind I've convinced myself that, that it's okay for me to say those words because of the heart behind it and all the things we've talked about. I'm still not going to do it there. But do you think there the standard is you're around people who don't know Jesus, or is it more that uh, in that given role, I mean, you are a role model for children, you are an authority figure, you are... I mean, I think it's both, you know, I think... So if you were, like, out having a beer with a couple of buddies who weren't Christians, would you apply the same standard in that context? Hey, I cannot use this word here because these guys aren't Christians, or would it be a different standard? I think it depends on, you know, the relationship that I have with those those people. Yeah, I think what you're saying is that the other thing is to keep in mind always the context and whether it's glorifying to God or not, right? That's what we ended up with. So, Yeah, and Todd's right. I think once you put a word out there, other people are also deciding if it's glorifying to God. <laughs> That's the... Just like when they listen to this podcast and I'm rattling off swear words. Well, right I was going to say, if we're going to end on a, any note, I think it would be you going for the trifecta. So <laughs> What's the trifecta? You, well, a third, because a third I said swear word, you know. Two so. of them, but there are so many other choices. So. Well, I don't want to put words in I would mouth, like but. you oh, to none tell None of us me. know them as well as you do. So well, I was going to say, if there's a fourth guideline, it would be I don't swear on podcasts associated with the church, but... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's just Everybody. my guideline. Yeah, I did it here with my boss sitting across the table. So if I don't This is Jimmy's up, last podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say goodbye to Jimmy. You've been listening to Church Unplugged. And one of the things we want to continue to do is make the connection between our faith in Jesus and our everyday lives. So if you have a question or topic that you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. And if you want more information about Christ Community Chapel, our church, you can go to our website, which is www.ccchapel.com. Thanks for listening.